My name is Rick Ritter, and today I'm with a flock of sheep that are all around me. They are amazing. But the reason I'm here is because I'm talking to you today about Jesus being the good shepherd. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 23, verse 2, He makes me to lie down in green pastures and leads me beside the still waters. Those still waters represent the supernatural peace that Jesus wants to give to me and wants to give to you. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. I've been waiting for you and you and I are going to have a wonderful time today in the 23rd Psalm. And today we're going to look at God's promise of supernatural peace. But hey, how did you like that stand up to today's program? Those sheep are not far from where we live in Moscow. Wow. And when I was in the midst of all those sheep, who seemed so rambunctious and hard to control, I was thinking about Jesus being the good shepherd in our lives. He lovingly takes care of us, and he has made 10 marvelous promises to us in the 23rd Psalm. And that's why I want you to order the whole series, which is called Psalm 23rd, The Lord is My Shepherd. It is the first time I've ever taught these verses, and they are just loaded with insights to Jesus' shepherding and loving care in our lives. And my friends, I want you to order this, and it would be such a great gift for you to give to somebody else. And it comes with a study guide. The study guide is just marvelous because you can read it while you see it or while you hear it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. And you can order all of this by going online or by giving us a call right now. And we're also offering you right now the book by Tony Cook, which is called Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The Blessings of an Empowered Life. Now, my friend, this may look like a small book, but it is dynamite. And I want to encourage you to order yours right now. And remember that for those who become partners with our ministry, we send them a package of books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. Partners are so important in our ministry. And when we call you a partner, we really mean that you are our partner because together we're taking the teaching of the Bible all over the world. I recently saw a list of the nations of the world that are tuning in to receive teaching of God's Word through this program. And when you are a partner without ever getting out of your chair or leaving where you are, just going online or giving us a call to make a contribution, you immediately change someone else's life somewhere else in the world that's crying out for somebody to bring them the teaching of the Bible. That is so powerful. And I want to say thank you if you're a partner already. And if you're not, please become a partner with our ministry. And the moment you become a part of our partner family. We'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And I want to remind you that from now until the 1st of October on our website, 
in our store, we are offering our new autobiography at a radical, radical discount. My friend, this is not just a biography. It is also filled with all kinds of teaching from the Word of God, all woven together with our story. It is riveting. It is amazing. Those that have already read it have said, wow, I had no idea all of that was a part of your story. I want you to order this. It will really encourage your faith. And if you know someone else who's starting out in the walk of faith, this will be great for them to read. What a gift. The subtitle says, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth Unlikely. That's the name of the autobiography, and that's our story. On the back of the book, it says, If you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. So order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. But reach for your Bibles. And today we're going to return to Psalm 23. I'm going to read the whole Psalm real quick. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. We saw that yesterday. Today we're going to see the next part of verse 2. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And in this psalm, we see 10 guarantees that are made to God's people. Number one. God's supernatural provision. Number two, God's supernatural protection. We saw that yesterday. Today we're going to see number three, God's supernatural peace. Then number four, God's supernatural restoration. Number five, God's supernatural guidance. Number six, God's supernatural confidence that he imparts to us. Number seven, God's supernatural loving correction. Number eight, God's supernatural prosperity. Number nine, God's supernatural anointing. And number 10, God's supernatural promise. But in verse 1, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the two previous programs, I've told you how a little girl misquoted this verse. She said, the Lord is my shepherd, that's all I want. But my friends, maybe she was right. Because when you have the Lord, you have everything else. But when you come to Psalm 23, verse 2, it says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And here we have God's supernatural peace, which is promised to you and to me. The word still waters paint a picture of serenity, tranquility, and peace that God promises to his people. And in a world today that is filled with so much nonsense, agitation, commotion, and culture wars, aye, 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 we need to understand that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That is what he is called in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. He is the Prince of of peace. And if we will come to him, even if we're living in the midst of chaos, he will impart peace to our 
hearts. C.S. Lewis famously said, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because there is no such thing. Wow. But Jesus is our shepherd, so we need to hear what he had to say about peace. And in John chapter 14, verse 1 and verse 27, Jesus said these amazing words about the peace of God that he wants to give to us. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. If you feel that you're troubled, this is a word for you. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Lord is our shepherd. So we need to really understand the words that our shepherd spoke to us in these verses about peace. And the first thing Jesus said in John 14 verse 1 was, Let not your heart be troubled. What does the word troubled means? Well, it is the Greek word terasso, a well-known, often used Greek word, which means to be shaken, to be troubled, to be disquieted, to be unsettled, to be perplexed. It depicts a state of anxiety or one who even feels grief for some reason. It pictures one who feels inwardly shaken, unsettled, confused, and upset. Jesus literally says, let not your heart be shaken and upset. You believe in God, believe also in me. Peace I leave with you. What does that word peace mean? It is the Greek word erone that is used all over the New Testament to describe the peace of God. And my friends, this word peace, the Greek word erone, is so powerful. Listen to how it was first used. It was used to depict the cessation of conflict and war. The war is over. It's time for the conflict, all the fighting to stop. It is time to put away the conflict and it depicts a time of rebuilding and reconstruction after the war and the conflict has ceased. The distractions have been removed. It's a time of prosperity. The rule of order has come in the place of chaos. It pictures a calm inner stability that results in the ability to conduct oneself peacefully even in the midst of circumstances that would normally be traumatic or upsetting. It is the Greek equivalent for the Hebrew word shalom, which expresses the idea of wholeness, completeness, or tranquility in the soul that is unaffected by outward circumstances or pressures. So when we talk about the peace of God, it means the conflict, the disturbances that previously existed have been removed. Now all those distractions have been put aside. Peace has come in the place of former chaos. Now it's time for rebuilding, reconstruction. It is a peace that gives you tranquility in your soul, even if you're in the midst of um, upsetting circumstances. It is God's supernatural promise of peace, shalom in your heart and in your soul. And Jesus says, I leave it with you. What does that mean? Well, the word leave is the Greek word ephiemi, which means to permanently release to somebody. 
When Jesus said, I leave it with you, he literally meant I'm releasing it to you permanently. This is permanent. I'm sending it to you. I'm giving it to you. I want it to stay with you for the rest of your life. And it pictures total liberation. So it doesn't matter what was dominating you before, maybe fear, maybe turmoil, something upsetting you. Jesus has released a peace to you and to me. And his plan is that we be permanently liberated from anything that previously stole our peace. And Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. Hmm. The word heart is the Greek word cardia. It's where you get the word for cardiac or a cardiac arrest or the cardiac ward. It's really this word cardia. And technically it was used to describe the physical heart, but in the Old Testament Septuagint, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and in other classical Greek literature, it was used to depict a person's inner self, their spirit, or the very center or the core of a person. And Jesus was saying, don't let your inner being be shaken because I've given peace to you and I have permanently released it to you. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. The word troubled, again, the Greek word terasu, the same word which was used in verse 1, which means to be shaken, to be troubled, disquieted, unsettled, perplexed, filled with anxiety. It even pictures one who's caught in a state of grief. It pictures one who feels inwardly shaken, unsettled, confused, upset, but Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Again, the word heart, the Greek word cardia, let not your inner self be affected by all these situations and neither let it be afraid. The word afraid is the Greek word delos. Listen to this. This word afraid, the Greek word delos depicts a gripping fear or dread that produces a shrinking back or cowardice. For example, maybe there's something that you're supposed to do and you're so fearful to do it that you have a sense of dread and you keep postponing what you're supposed to do. You keep postponing it and postponing it. It's really turning you into a coward. You're not facing what you need to face. This word afraid, the Greek word delos, is a gripping fear or dread that produces a shrinking back or cowardice, a dread that saps one's ability to look at the problem head on and causes him to retreat. Have you ever felt that? It means to be timid to the point of being a coward. <laughs> Jesus said, don't let this happen to you. Don't let dread control your life. It's interesting, the Apostle Paul uses this same word, afraid, the Greek word delos, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, where he said, Wherefore I put you in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands, verse 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We're talking about God, our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. And our shepherd has not given us a spirit of fear. But this verse tells us fear is spiritual. The word spirit is the Greek word pneuma. The word pneuma means it is spiritual like a spiritual force. It is amazing how a spirit of fear comes and tries to get on you. And suddenly you're disquieted. It is a spiritual force. 
And the Bible calls it a spirit of fear. The word fear, again, the Greek word delos, the same word that Jesus used in John 14, verse 27, when he said, neither let your heart be afraid. Now, Paul uses the same word in 2 Timothy 1, 7, when he says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, which again depicts a gripping fear or a dread that produces a shrinking back or cowardice. It is a dread that saps one's ability to look at a problem head on and causes him to retreat. It makes one to be timid and filled with cowardice. Instead, the Apostle Paul says, God has given you power, love, and a sound mind. The word power is a form of the Greek word dunamis. Indeed, it should be translated as the word power, but it carries the idea of explosive superhuman power that comes with enormous energy and produces phenomenal, extraordinary, and unparalleled results. It depicts miraculous powers that are impressive, incomparable, and beyond human ability to perform. That's what God has given you. It is so contrary to a spirit of fear. God has released his dynamite power in you and it belongs to you and also love. God has given you love and a sound mind. The word love is the Greek word agape. Many people deal with the spirit of fear because they've been hurt by others and they're afraid to love, they're afraid to trust. And for those moments, you need to embrace the love that has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. This word love is the Greek word agape, which depicts a love that gives and gives and gives, even if it is never responded to, thanked, or acknowledged. And that is the kind of love that God has imparted to your heart. And Paul says, God has given to you Listen to this, a sound mind. The Greek word sophronismos, it is a compound of two Greek words. The word sozo, which means to be saved or to be delivered. The word friend, which depicts the mind or the intelligence. When you put the two words together, it can be translated sound mind. It pictures one that is reasonable, balanced, level-headed in the way that he thinks. One who thinks clearly and reasonably and balanced about himself or about a situation. But because it is a compound of sozo and friend and forms the word sophronismos, it really pictures a saved brain or a delivered head, which means God did not design your head and your brain to be controlled by a spirit of fear. God has given you a brain that is delivered. He's given you a mind that is saved. That's what God has given you. But when you have a spirit of fear, you don't think rationally, you think irrationally. It's not real, but it seems so real because of this irrational spirit of fear that is trying to control you. But God didn't give that to you. Jesus said, peace I give unto you. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. The Passion Translation says it like this, perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. What are you thinking about? The Lord is your shepherd. He will lead you to still waters. We know that David in the Old Testament encouraged himself in the Lord. He led himself to still waters 
when he was disquieted. The Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, in the Amplified Version, David was greatly distressed, but David encouraged himself and strengthened himself in the Lord. And in Psalm 94, verse 19, David said, In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comfort delights my soul. You see, he had learned that if he would go to his shepherd, his shepherd would lead him to still waters. And Jesus will lead you to still waters too. In the 23rd Psalm, God makes you a promise of supernatural peace. Listen to it again. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. Is he your shepherd? Then personalize this. Make it a faith declaration. Say out loud, the Lord is my shepherd. And if he is your shepherd, then the 10 promises in this chapter belong to you. And the first is, I shall not want. It is God's supernatural provision to your life. In verse 2, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. We have seen that is God's supernatural provision protection which he provides to your life so you can lie down with no fear and no fret of what's going on around you. And we also seen today in verse 2, he leads me beside the still waters. Jesus says, peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. And if you will go to Jesus who is your shepherd, he will lead you into a place of tranquility and serenity and peace in your soul, even if you are surrounded by troubling circumstances. That is yours. It is promised to God's sheep in the 23rd Psalm. I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you. The 23rd Psalm is a favorite passage of Scripture for many people and cherished by Christians all over the world. In this new 10-part series, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, Rick Renner opens this powerful passage like you've never heard it before, so you can understand all the amazing promises that God makes to you in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord really is your shepherd, and He wants to lovingly take care of you. In this 10-part series, Rick will unfold for you God's provision and protection, God's peace and restoration, God's guidance and prosperity, God's anointing and promises, and so much more. Rick Renner says, this is one of my favorite series. Anyone who loves Psalm 23 will love it more than ever after hearing this fully expounded teaching. This remarkable series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the book, Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The 12 Blessings of an Empowered Life. God wants you to experience all the promises in His Word. And in this easy-to-read book, you'll find 12 blessings that God promises you in the 23rd Psalm. This powerful book can be yours for just $7. Don't miss this special offer of the 10-part series, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, and the book, Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The 12 Blessings of an Empowered Life. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey friend, this is Rick Renner. I want to take just a moment to tell you about what God is doing in our ministry. We are bursting at the seams with response from people and it's coming from all over the world, from the English speaking world, from the Russian speaking world. People are reaching out to us for prayer, for support, 
and for resources, and we need more space. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings. Really, it's about having space so we can adequately minister to the needs of the people that are reaching out to us. And in Tulsa, we have to have a new ministry home. We've totally outgrown our current facility, and God has led us to another building. And guess what? It is fully furnished. All we have to do is purchase it and move in, and we can immediately begin to operate. Wow, that is just like something the Lord would do. At the same time, in Moscow, we're constructing a new studio because this studio is too small. We are producing five to seven daily television programs, and we have maximized this space. And now we need to construct this new TV studio, which is already under construction. And in that studio, we're going to produce programming that's going to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus and to the Word of God. And our assignment is to bring teaching that people can trust to them all over the planet, particularly to English speakers and to Russian speakers. But if you put together all the space we need to expand, we need about 50,000 square feet. And that's what it comes to, the building in Tulsa, the studio which we're constructing in Moscow, and we can do all of it for $120 a square foot. That is a remarkable price when you consider it includes the architectural plans, the property, the building, the furnishings, the TV equipments, the light, everything that is needed for us to do this ministry. And I'm asking you today to please pray about joining us to help us do this. Would you be a part of the giving team that gives sacrificially to help us really knock this out of the ballpark, to win the victory, to purchase the building in Tulsa, to finish constructing the studio in Moscow? You know, if we have to do it by ourselves, it's gonna be tough, but if many people will join hands with us together, we can do this, we can do it quickly, and Jesus will give us the victory. Many years ago, when Denise and I first began our ministry, the Lord gave us Romans chapter 10, verse 18, and it says, Yea, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. It is amazing that we're watching this ministry really reach people at the very ends of the earth. And when you partner with us, you help us do this job, and together, we can purchase this building in Tulsa, construct the studio in Moscow, and produce programming and bring teaching of the Bible that people can trust to people all over the planet. And my friend, please join us. Ask the Holy Spirit what He would have you to do and what He would have you to do regularly until we finally achieve this victory. And I want to say thank you in advance. I pray that you've been blessed by today's teaching. Tomorrow, we're going to come back to Psalm 23 and we're going to see the Lord is the one that restores our souls. Do you feel like you need a little restoration in your soul? Well, the good news is in the 23rd Psalm, God promises he will restore your soul. And my friend, I want to encourage you to order the whole series Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. You need to understand what has been promised to you. And it comes with a marvelous study guide. So please order both of them by going online or by giving us a call right now. And you can also order Tony Cook's book called Because the Lord is My Shepherd, The Blessings of an Empowered Life. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we will send you two books 
as our way of saying welcome to our partner family and please remember that from now until October we're offering you a radical radical discount on our brand new autobiography called Unlikely our faith-filled journey to the end of the earth. And if you're ready to begin your own faith-filled journey, this book will really encourage you. You'll take strength from what you read in this book, and it would be a great gift for you to give to somebody else. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you indeed are the Prince of Peace. Jesus, you are our shepherd, and your plan is to lead us by still waters. And today we embrace those still waters. We choose to put our mind on you and you say you will keep us in perfect peace if we'll do that. And we thank you for this in Jesus' marvelous name. Amen. Well, we're going to be back tomorrow and see how the Lord restores our soul. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8, 4, where the word of a king is, there is power.